0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now here's Mary Stirk.
1: Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we're talking about what's the fuss about negative interest rates. So right now in the financial industry, or if you turn on the news, you turn on the different money shows on the news, things like that, a lot of what people are talking about is concern about, oh my gosh, what if we go to negative interest rates? But the thing is that most people don't really understand what that actually means, and more importantly, how does that actually affect you directly? So let me just be really clear about how it affects you directly first because then I think it might make you wanna perk up your ears and listen to the rest of what I'm talking about today. So basically how it affects you is negative interest rates could potentially create a situation where you are losing money in your bank accounts. Now bank accounts are something that historically we consider to be a place where money doesn't get lost it is considered to be something fairly stable. And negative interest rates would cause you to have a loss in your bank account if the bank passes along the negative interest rates to you and essentially is charging you to store your money there. Now listen, I know that sounds like a little bit of crazy. (laughs) How could a bank possibly charge you to store your money there? So let's dive into how this actually happens, what it means and why it could potentially cause this kind of situation. Now, hear me saying, it's not highly likely that it would cause it, but that's what the fuss is, is that there's a potential for it. Okay, so to understand how this could happen and what's going on behind the scenes, you have to understand something about our nation's monetary policy. We have something that's called a central bank and the central bank is responsible for setting a nation's monetary policy. And this policy is to encourage lending and spending. And the U.S. Federal Reserve, who you hear called the Fed all of the time in the news, has set interest rates right now at nearly zero to make borrowing inexpensive. Okay, so let's talk about that whole broad sentence there for a minute. The Fed's job in a nutshell, is to encourage lending and spending, okay? So in a normal cycle, the Fed is either going to raise interest rates or they're going to lower interest rates. And here's what they do, because this is a tool that they can use that can work in good times and in bad times, It can work in more than one way. So if the Fed is concerned that rapid economic growth will lead to high inflation, it is likely to raise the interest rates and what that does is it makes it more expensive to borrow money. So, obviously, if the Fed raises interest rates, let's say the rate to take a car loan goes from 2% to 4%, that's more expensive for you to borrow that money, makes your payment a little bit higher. It is going to slow down spending because it's not as easy and cheap to borrow money. So. Interest rates getting raised is an effort to slow down spending. Now, if the economy needs support, then lowering rates can help encourage spending and it's designed to encourage business investment. So, for example, the Fed reduced interest rates to near zero after the global financial crisis back in 08-09 and they started raising them again in 2015, as the economy's recovery finally started to take hold. Now, they've lowered them again during the COVID-19 pandemic when the economy shut down and we started having all of these lockdowns. So think about what's happening internally with that. The economy needs support. The economy needs money flowing around in it and They want to encourage spending, therefore, lowering these interest rates down to near zero, like what we have right now, is designed to make borrowing inexpensive. So borrowing for you as a consumer is very inexpensive right now. Many people are taking advantage of this time to refinance loans. So how can you make this interest rate environment work for you? Look at your debt. Look at your debt and see if it's a good time to refinance. Look at your home loans, look at your car loans, look at your credit cards, things like that. Is there a way for you to take advantage of lower interest rates by refinancing or merging loans together at a lower rate or different things like that? If that's the case, you get to save money in the long run. And that, my friends, is what this is designed to do. Lowering interest rates is designed to get the money a moving around in the economy. Okay, so I earlier said that it's also about encouraging business investment. So you have to think about the idea that corporations that have lots of cash are going to be doing something with that cash. And if it's cheap and easy to borrow money, then they're likely to borrow that to invest in building out infrastructure, building out new products, building out facilities and things like that, When do corporations want to borrow money? When it's inexpensive to do so. So the Fed having lowered the interest rates to where they are during the COVID-19 pandemic has definitely put the country in an environment where it's cheap to borrow money. Okay, so this is all being done to try to achieve the central bank's goals. And their ultimate goals are to keep the country's currency and the economy stable. And it's also designed to try to help maintain a healthy employment rate. So by raising or lowering interest rates, the central banks can impact those goals by influencing the country's money supply. All right, so great. Now y'all know a little bit about how the Fed is managing things when it comes to interest rates and the money supply. But in desperate circumstances, it is possible for a bank, a central bank, to go to a negative interest rate. Now, let me put a caveat on this. This has never been done in the United States before. So when we hear all this fuss out in the financial markets and all the chatter of, oh, no, negative rates, what if we have negative rates, blah, 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 understand they're talking about something that has not ever been done before in our country. That's not to say that it won't be done in our country at some point in time, but hear me saying, it's never been done yet. However, it has been used by the European Central Bank and the Bank of Japan, and they both have had negative interest rates for several years as part of their recovery plan from the global financial crisis. So it has been done, Now, here's a couple of things that I just want to say about that. The Fed in America has consistently opposed pushing rates below zero, which in my personal opinion, I think is a smart move by them. I don't think it's a great idea to have negative interest rates by any means. And the concern is that we can look at Europe and Japan's experience and try to decide if the risk is gonna outweigh the reward. And the bottom line is there's just not enough data yet to know if the risk of going to negative interest rates could potentially outweigh the reward. Because here's the deal, They've only been doing this for a short time. Um, It's a very modern strategy. You are not going to read about this in your traditional macroeconomic textbooks in college. There is a debate as to the effectiveness of this. And the debate is raging because we have a very limited history of understanding what's happening with this. In fact, in 2014, the European Central Bank was the first to cut short-term rates below zero. Okay, now this data is coming from the Hartford Funds. They've put out a paper that I'm gathering some of this information from. But in 2014, the EU was the first one to do it. So with such a limited history, it really is difficult to determine whether or not this is going to be an effective strategy, which makes it a controversial tactic Which is why, because it's controversial, you hear it being talked about and fuss being made about it (laughs) on the news shows and trying to keep people worked up about this. Okay, so we've talked about how this works. We've talked about how interest rates work and what they're designed to do. So let's talk a little bit about the actual negative rates and what that would mean. Because you would think automatically isn't something bad if it goes negative. And in theory, negative rates are meant to keep money flowing in the economy by making it more beneficial to spend money than to save it. And I'm gonna say that again, because that is the key point about negative interest rates. If the US goes there, it's because they're trying to make it more beneficial than to spend your money than to save it, to get it out there, moving around in the economy, spending money, buying things, investing in things. That is the goal of it, okay? Another way of looking at it is, it may be a little bit of pay now in exchange for potential long-term gain in the form of an economy that keeps growing. But that's again where we get into the controversy. There's not enough data to substantiate that it will in fact do that and that the short-term pain will have that long-term payoff. So again, that's why there's the fuss out there.
0: Congratulations to Mary Stirk for being named three years in a row to the 2020 Forbes list for Best in State Wealth Advisors and Top Women Wealth Advisors.
1: to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, And today we're talking about negative interest rates and what's the fuss about it? We hear this all the time out there in the news shows and people kind of going a little crazy about, oh my gosh, what if we have these negative interest rates? And to kind of recap what we talked about in the first half of the show, the central bank, their job is to set our monetary policy and their job with that is to encourage lending and spending. So if the Fed raises interest rates, that's because they are trying to tighten things. They're trying to slow the spending. And if they lower interest rates, the goal of that is to boost the economy by making it easier and cheaper to borrow money. So people go borrow money and then money is moving around out there in the economy. So that's the whole idea with how interest rate manipulation is designed to help spur or slow the economy. Okay. So negative interest rates, we talked about how this has only been done in Europe and in Japan, that has not ever been done by the US. But let's talk a little bit about how this actually hits your pocketbook if this happens. So if we have negative interest rates, meaning that the interest rate that someone would pay for money on deposit is negative or below zero, what that means is that technically the banks could charge you for having your money parked in their bank. They're going to charge you to hold it for you. Obviously that sounds like a pretty terrible deal. (laughs) Like I'm pretty sure what that does is encourage people to take their cash and bury it in a hole in the backyard. (laughs) So now you can see why I'm saying that there's a problem with this and that's why there's a lot of fuss about it. Now, here's the thing. This hasn't been done in the US, like I said, but where it has been done banks have not typically passed on the negative rates to retail accounts meaning your personal one so we don't have a history of banks passing it along to the individual consumer that's good news however we also don't have a history of this ever happening in the US so The sky's the limit about what could happen. We don't know. It's when they say unprecedented and that word has been bandied around a lot in the last six months, negative interest rates would be an unprecedented event in the U.S. So the banks haven't passed on negative rates to the retail accounts in the areas where they've had negative rates, but they have been willing to do so for corporate ones. So for businesses, so. Many of you listening are people who have bank accounts yourself, but many of you listening are also people who are business owners and have business bank accounts. So if you are someone with a business bank account, then this really could be something that hits your pocketbook as well. Now, what's the goal with this? The goal with this is to reduce the cash balances held in the bank's so that the money is out there flowing around in the economy. Again, all just goes back to that same thing. So here's the situation, is if this happens, you are going to wanna get real clear with your bank really fast about whether or not a negative interest rate is going to impact you personally or your business. And if it is, you have to decide whether or not you wanna leave that money sitting in the bank or if you wanna to try to move it into something that isn't going to have some level of guaranteed loss based on the negative interest rates. Now, like I said, the, Europe, the European Central Bank that did this did it back in 2014. So now we're going on six years of this there. And I certainly would think that people wouldn't wanna leave their money in a bank account that was guaranteed to lose money for six years. So who knows what's gonna happen with this? We don't know where it's going to go, but this is why people are talking about it. This is why there is a fuss about it. Okay, now there's positives and there's negatives to every single financial situation out there. So let's talk a little bit about the potential positives if we do have negative interest rates. Negative rates could be beneficial for businesses and some consumers, because it's gonna drive the interest rates on mortgages and loans down to rock bottom. Or it's possible that they could even pay you to borrow money. Okay, what? That's just like another slice of crazy, right? It's like backwards money thinking when you come to negative interest rates. They're gonna charge you to leave money in the bank and they're gonna pay you to borrow it. None of that makes sense in the microcosm of personal finance but it could make sense if what it's designed to do is to try to get money moving in the economy. So essentially, negative rates could make for a really good time to invest in big purchases that need to be financed. And there again, is the goal of the whole thing. But not everyone is gonna benefit, okay? So you've got a couple schools of thoughts with what could happen with this. Like I said, banks have been unwilling to pass along negative rates to the individual consumer. And so what they have done is chosen to eat the cost of the negative rates rather than pass it on as a fee for depositing money with them. But y'all know about this thing called inflation, where the price of things goes up over time. If you are literally making zero on the money in your bank, You're not losing actual money, money, but you are losing purchasing power because as inflation moves forward, if your money doesn't grow, you're able to purchase less and less over time. So inflation can be the thing that reaches out and grabs you and hits you hard, especially if you're someone living on a fixed income. Another thing that can happen is bondholders could certainly be affected by this. When we move to negative interest rates from the central bank, then the likelihood is that there are bonds out there that may move to negative interest rates as well. And bonds, again, have historically been something where people move to as what's considered a safe haven. Not that that bonds are necessarily safe because bonds can definitely lose money, And if we go into negative interest rates, then it's highly likely that it would be difficult for you to recover the value of the bond if you go to sell it. So it will make the bond market kind of a dicey place for certain types of bonds. Bonds are still going to be an important investment, but it's going to be challenging to find the right type of bonds and ones that have the stability that most bondholders are looking for. Okay, now the thing about the the negative interest rates that is also kind of mind-bending math is this. Just because the banks might be eating some of that loss from the individual consumer, the banks may still come out ahead and make money with this. And the reason for this is because you have to understand what's called a spread. So a spread is the difference between what the bank is paying, the people who've deposited money, that's the deposit rate, and the difference between what they're charging somebody for lending, the lending rate. So let's just say that you have your money sitting in a savings account, and they are paying you 1%. And if you wanna go get a loan to buy a car, they're gonna charge you 5% for the car loan. So the difference between the 1% that they are paying their depositors and the 5% that they're charging to lend the money, that's 4%. That's the spread, okay? And inside of that spread is where lenders make a lot of money. Okay, so you can still have a healthy spread even with negative interest rates. So if you have a 1% deposit rate and a 5% lending rate, That 4% spread is no different than if you would have a negative 2% deposit rate and a positive 2% lending rate. It's still a 4% spread. And so you have to understand that technically banks in negative rate economies have refused prudently to pass on those negative rates but they will try to make it up inside of the lending rates so that they can get their balance sheets back to even and not be losing a lot of money in that type of environment. So I suspect that this type of environment, if we move there, is going to drive a lot of corporate investment, a lot of money moving around in the economy, and maybe quite a bit of panic from the individual consumer until they find out whether or not their bank is in fact going to pass along any of that negative interest rates to them. So should a negative interest rate scenario arise, then again, you want to go right back to your banks and look at whether or not you can do any better on your lending relationship. So the advantage goes to borrowers in that type of environment. So we have talked about a lot of things. We talked about why there's fuss around all this and how all this monetary policy works. And the main thing that I want you to hear me say is this, it's never happened before in the US, but if it does happen, it is an opportunity for you to refinance, to borrow money at very low rates and to invest in something that is maybe a larger purchase that takes time to finance. I hope that's been valuable information so when you hear this out in the news, you understand what's going on. And thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stark.
0: The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results no strategy can ensure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC. Third-party rankings and recognitions are no guarantee of future investment success and do not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a higher level of performance or results. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client nor are they representative of any one client's evaluation.